I think that our generation is the most detail-oriented generation because we had punch buggy. Think about it. Punch buggy? Yeah. So you see a bug, Uh and then you say punch buggy, and then you yell out the color. Blue. Oh, you mean the yeah the Volkswagen the Volkswagen oh, game yeah. yeah 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 yeah. We have a large attention to te- detail because of that game, man. Like I think that's that's I attributed my attention to detail because of that game. But I mean, dude, I was out there looking, man. Yeah, but you see that I think that that applies to a particular set of people because um, I don't know. I I don't find myself really paying attention to a lot of. So you were the one that got punched a lot. <laughs> You know, yeah, you know it explains the the uh, frosty the snowman arms. I <laughs> I, could, I was good at absorbing it, but you know they punched me, and then they're like, "Oh man, that hurt my fist." And I said, "Well, it's because you're punching pure bone there, buddy. You know? <laughs> I ain't got muscle. This is how it goes." No, but um, I I guess in a way you're right, but there's still a huge set of people that don't pay attention to detail. Yeah, no, there's not. They're they're completely oblivious. But the to reason it. I think that's when I knew. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But the, so then, could you say that the ratio of punchers to punchies was largely disproportionate because there's a lot of people who don't pay attention to detail? Let's let's leave it up to the listeners. Right. <laughs> Were you a puncher or a punchy? <laughs> Let us know. Were you a catcher or? A rece- I know it's the same thing. <laughs> were you were you the were, were you a thrower or a receiver? No, it's a puncher or a punchy. <laughs> Let's not muddle this. <sighs> oh my god, I do remember that game. I yeah. do remember that game. That was that was a, a fruitful part of my life where I realized yeah. that there are real bullies in the world that <laughs> don't care if you saw a buggy; they just punched you either way. <laughs> that that's just called bullying, man. And that's you know, just straight up bullying, uh, you know. So I mean, eventually, yeah. this whole punch buggy thing became yeah. just straight bullying and. It led me into darker parts of life. Joe, I got a joke for you. Hey, Gus. Shoot. A guy walks into a bar. Let me guess. He says, ouch. No, no, damn it. He orders a beer. What kind of bars do you walk into, man? Stay in your lane. Jesus. Let me tell a joke. (laughs) So... Second episode. Second episode, I know. Ever. Dude. Is what? there going to be a point where we stop saying that? Are we going to get to the like 1,000th episode you know, ever? I, I think the the point... Maybe you can hear my baby in the background. Yeah. She's just <laughs> cooing a lot. Um, but I think there's going to be a point where... Well, I mean, we're excited. You know, this is like our first two episodes. I've never done this ever. And you, you're a seasoned veteran of this whole arena and um i think honestly we should stop announcing it around episode three okay and then we start doing it like every 10 episodes yeah we can do that you know and it spreads out from there yeah we can do that you know what i mean like we said this isn't a family show mm. our family is in the background yeah so you're gonna probably hear Literally. a baby or two yeah or three yeah. they're our audience or all of them yeah Unless you, our listeners, would like to be a part of our audience. That's true. You can be. We do live episodes every now and then. I don't know when we're going to do our next because they're rando. They are. So, However, there are a couple of requirements. One, you must be known by either I or Joe. Or Joe or I. Yes. Joe or me. Yes. Right? And if you're not, you must make yourself known. 
Yes, yes, please. Bring beer. Bring beer. Or any other... Wait, I thought we were talking about the live. <laughs> we are. If they want to be a part of the audience, they got to pay the price. Well, yeah, they're going to be part of the live audience on Facebook or yeah. YouTube or wherever we put it. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I, th- I was talking about you in your house. Hell no. I, don't I was, was going to say, you must take care of the baby as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, so last episode, we talked about our relationship, you and I, and uh-huh. what we do and, and everything. But um, we'll get into that. And that's some of the stuff we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about pet peeves and just to give you guys an idea of what you're in store for for this next episode. Yeah, yeah. But what we are going to talk about right now is our week. Because we need to unwind for a second. Yeah, man. no doubt. Jesus, no man. Doubt. Here, raise your beer to that. Yes. Week so, is done. It's Sunday. It's Sunday, and another week is going to start. Jeez. Anyway, oh. um, so my week was crazy. Yeah. Just crazy busy. We're We're really busy. It's... So the quarter is uh, just starting for the, I guess, we're not in the last quarter, but I guess we're coming up to the third quarter, whatever. Yeah. Um, that doesn't matter. What does matter is that it's all hell breaks loose because it's the end and beginning of another quarter. And so it's very busy. Yeah. So I got my ass handed to me this week. Mm. How about you? I, I can't say it was that intense. However, uh being a teacher, it's kind of a strange arrangement that we have going on because we don't have kids in classrooms. Right. Um, we're doing all virtual, right? But for some odd reason, no, maybe I shouldn't mention that. I'm not going to mention that. I don't want to get in <laughs> trouble. But we're working in the school building. It's just us. Right. Like we have our own classroom. We're knee deep in COVID. There so. you go. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, we, we kind of keep... We keep distance from each other and I stay in my own classroom and it's nice not to have kids, but kind of weird at the same time. But anyway, uh, we learned that a coworker of ours was recently diagnosed with COVID. Oh yeah. And so, uh, we haven't been notified that we've been in contact with this particular person. So I assume it's a good thing. So that's good. Yeah. But they pretty much banished us from the building. and To clean and do the thing that they need to do. Yeah, to, to sanitize and whatnot. And now we're back at home. These are the times we live in. It, you know, kind of strange. Yeah. Not going to lie. Kind of strange. But, um, you know, I'm back where we had started. Uh, when this whole thing started back in March, I started at home. And uh, it's a little weird because I, I kind of I got used to my bubble. Your space. I got used to my space and I, I had things in there that were, you know, in particular for the classroom. And it helped me with virtual learning and I would show the kids and because I had it there and it was easy to access. But now um, I'm doing it from home and I don't, we barely have space at home. So I'm, I'm relegated to the bedroom. Oh, okay. Corner space of the bedroom where the rocking chair was. I had to move it and, and now we're, there's where my classroom is. Well, and I know at some point in time they they had said something like they wanted you to give like this classroom environment, right? Yeah. Something like yeah, that. Yeah. And like give the the students this whole feel yeah. of a classroom environment. But it's kind of hard to do because not all teachers have the same settings and not all teachers have I mean, some teachers live in one bedroom apartments because they can't afford <laughs> <laughs> and it's that real. It, yeah, it really it is, is that real. It is. And, you know, it's it's weird because now that you say that, it makes me realize yeah. if if I were, um, you know, if I'd gone to school when we were going to school and COVID had hit back then, 
<laughs> at that point, I don't know why this comes up, but at that point, then I'd realize which teacher was really having a tough time because then they'd be doing virtual learning from their one bedroom apartment with boxes in the back and yeah, they'd still be unpacking. And say, oh my God. <laughs> wow. Mr. Coral really has it rough. I then like that totally validates what I thought about him. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. Yeah. And, and I feel for all teachers across the nation, uh, by the way, uh, I, I, I mean, hats off to them for doing the thing that they're doing during this time because it, I'm sure it's freaking hard as hell. It is. It is. Now I know a lot of a lot of um, parents out there have a lot of cl- complaints about how everything's going, but yeah. there's no roadmap for this stuff, man. No, you no, can't put isn't. it on the teachers. You put it on the people that are above them. You have yeah. to put it on the people that are above them, and yeah. it all comes down to um, their bosses and their bosses' bosses, and, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Because it's not the teacher's fault. Yeah, it really is not. Yeah. Um, so if you're upset. Don't be upset at the teachers because they're doing the best that they can. <laughs> you know, and, and it's true. And, and I've I've been on my soapbox about this with, to whoever would want to listen. Really, they ask a question and I just have to answer it this way. But, you know, they, they ask, well, how do you feel how all this has gone? And it's always been like, well, you know, I'm, I'm frustrated, one, because I am a teacher. And luckily, I'm I'm capable enough to learn you know, a virtual environment. That was well, never let's be real. He's smart me. as hell. You know, oh, let's, oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> he knows his shit. He's, he's flattering me. But it's true though. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, I've been around computers for a good 15, 20 years of my life. So I understand how they work and I'm not, you know, I don't have that same fear that a lot of people who are new to it would have. Either way. But and you so, even know like, code and you know, you know, like, you know, that kind of stuff too. Then that's, that's beyond that's beyond a, a scope of a, an actual educator unless you're educating for actual developers. Yeah. And yeah. that's one of the things that I want to attribute uh, or I want to say about Gus is like he has the knowledge of those kinds of things beyond a teacher, a normal teacher would. So that's where his edge comes from, too. Yeah. Um, and the only reason I know that is because him and I talk about this all the time. Like we talk about code quite a bit oh, because yeah. him and I. One of those oh, oh yeah. moments. Oh, oh, yeah. oh my god! Oh, MS DOS, MS DOS. All right, C plus plus C sharp. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like those. Fortran, oh. Yeah, it, <laughs> like we were, were the Reddit age, and even before that, like when yeah. it was like subreddit, like before Reddit was even a thing. It was you a know, pre Reddit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's difficult for traditional so teachers. Yeah, because a traditional teacher took their time to learn an actual physical classroom environment and and figure out how because that, that was their profession. Yeah, and that's their career. And so I started out that way. I was never one to be like, you know, this is <laughs> to be honest. I never I never really enjoyed it because I get so overwhelmed really easily. Right. So a natural environment like a physical environment with you know, bulletin boards and, and alphabets and, and marker boards and all this and that everywhere just kind of threw me for a loop. But then when all this happened, it was kind of a blessing in disguise because I was like, oh, shit, this is my element. This is what you were. This is where I shine, you know? Yeah. And, and it shows in the kids' progress and, and how they're doing with their work and whatnot. But um, going back really quick to what I was going to say, a lot of people say, well, you know, how, how do you feel about the responsibility that is heaped upon teachers. And I always say the same thing. I said, well, you know, you have these school districts that, that 
Well, they, they just kind of threw it on us like that and, and told us, figure it it's out. It's up to you. Yeah. And it's like, I get it. Okay, they, they want to give us that autonomy and that independence to to build our own environment. But there was there was nothing ahead of that. Well, and, and, and to clarify, like you and your wife, Lex, mm-hmm. teach in two different states. Yes. And it's the same in both states, right? Yeah. So this oh, is yeah. not just happening on just like a one state basis. This is not just happening in one area. This is happening all over the country. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, you're right. And it's, it's kind of a, um, how would I say, it's kind of a disease of ignorance because people are, are so are so adamant about getting back to normal. Right. And they, which, which we all want to get back to. Of course, of course. But you know, you got to understand that this is a new normal. There is, this is an alternative. And, and while we're trying to get back to where we were, this is the new part that we never prepared for. And we should have. And you had three months to prepare for. Exactly. We started in March. They had all the way up to the end of summer to figure it out. That's four months. They had four Four months months. to create, you know, to to start a comprehensive plan, moving things over into online curriculum, because you cannot you cannot have a traditional curriculum online. That just does not work. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And, and it's hard to even have a, a digital curriculum online without having a, some kind of primer that that teaches teachers or professors how to yeah. do this stuff and and you have it at the collegiate level and it's not even as extensive as yeah. it should be because yeah. this is the extreme right yeah so even at the collegiate level you do have online classes because i took online classes yeah. and that was in like 2002 or 2003 yeah but um you know like and that grew and it, it's still growing and they have more online classes now than they ever did before yeah so we we should have taken from that you should have had a playbook and, there. Yeah, and and that should have been our starting point, and I don't think that happened. Yeah, I think they looked at it as this thing's going to be over yeah. by August, September. Yeah. So why even try? Yeah, why should we put in the the resources toward it? But I mean, that, that, that's what kind of that's what we were told though. They were like, it's a, it's going to be gone. It's yeah. going to be gone by August, September. That's what kind of pisses me off is that they they took it, they ran with it, they assumed, and then they just waited. They, nobody thought to be, um, what's the word, like pre, uh, proactive. Proactive. They decided yeah. to be proactive about it and, and say, you know what, let's create a contingency that's going to help out teachers in case this doesn't go away by August or September, and yet they have something to fall right. back on. That never happened. Well, and, and th- we're not trying to make this a political thing because we, we're not going to talk about po- politics on this podcast. We, we don't we, do politics around here. Yeah, yeah, nah. No. Nah, none of that. But we're going to talk about what's real. And what's real right now is Gus is a teacher and he knows what he's going through. And I feel for him. And I have many friends that are teachers and professors and whatnot. My family are teachers and and whatnot. And I know what every single one of them is going through at this point in time. And it's very hard for them. Yeah. So don't put the blame on them. It's not on them. (laughs) Get off my ass. That's it. That's it. (laughs) No, but... I mean, you know, it it uh, it comes out to that because, you know, we are trying our best, and and we understand that parents and families and and you know, um, blended families and all all types of families are going through a sort of mental strain because not a lot of them yeah. understand what's happening. When it, and it's it's hard on the kids too, right? It's very difficult on the kids, and I I, I try to make it. 
in my classroom, I try to make it not as difficult because again, there are some out there that, that would prefer this whole return to normalcy and they want it in the Immediate. Google age yeah. right away. And it doesn't happen or that the social way. media age. And they, they don't understand that, you know? And, and Because uh, everything is immediate yeah. nowadays. Yeah, I mean, you, you order something, two days later, it's at your doorstep. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, you've seen Back to the Future yeah. too, right? Right? Where she's like, hydrate level four, please. And the pizza just suddenly, like it starts it, out it a just, little chip and it's suddenly it's this pizza. big thing. And that's kind of what people are expecting to happen. Right. And unfortunately, it's not. Like we're, we're not there. We're dealing with dynamic learning minds here, and we're all human. We are definitely not there technology-wise. Right. And it's straining on the kids. Here's what they don't think about. You also have a job to do, and you also have a salary that you, that you use to pay for what? Your home and your own children as yeah. well. Oh, yeah. Are you not a person? Are you not a people? I am <laughs> a know? real boy. <laughs> Welcome to buy stuff where you can, you know, buy stuff. Hey man, how you doing? Yeah, a whole case of peanuts. I mean, five for ten, bro. You can't turn that down. But boss can be so happy. You want a box for all this stuff? Nah, thanks. I got another question for you though. These diapers. It says holds twenty-seven pounds plus. That's for the baby, right? What we do also want to talk to you about is like we talked about our relationship together, Gus and I, Uh, but we want to talk about our kids too, because um, that's an important part of dad jokes. Like we have children and we did introduce who they were in the last podcast, but we're going to get a little bit more in depth um, on this podcast about who they are and what they do. Yeah. We'll start with Rosalind. She's our 11 year old. Yeah. Our 11-year-old. Yeah, yeah, ours. We literally do share her, yeah. Bef- yeah, between the both of us. And and I, I think there have been a few questions from some listeners that I've gotten mm-hmm. about what our relationship is with her and mm-hmm. how we discipline her and how we interact with her and what, what kind of dynamic do we have between the both of us and her. Yeah. So um, I want to say, I want to start off saying this. Um, Gus and I, at no point in time do we not remain in contact with each other? If something's bothering her, like him and I pick up the phone and we talk and we talk about how we're going to move forward. Yeah. Or if she's got an interest mm-hmm. in some boy, oh, yeah. remember that conversation? Remember that. that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. So, yeah. so a few people asked that question, like what, well, what's that like? What mm-hmm. is it like to talk with your ex's husband about the child that you guys share. See, for us, it's, it's more of a like, okay, well, what are we going to, let's talk about it and let's, let's see what we're going to do from here and, and make sure that we, we speak to her about it. And, um, one of the, like, we'll give you a story. Um, one of them was a situation that was very close and it it happens to do with COVID. And she just found out that she wasn't going to, get to see her friends again. Yeah. Yeah. So she was pretty down for a while, right? Yeah. You called yeah. Me. She, she felt 
She, yeah, she felt pretty downtrodden about it. And this goes back to what we just said earlier, like an imp- a critical part to these kids' lives is socializing. Like I think 90% of what they learn in the real world is done through interacting with each other right. and building those relationships and learning how to deal with issues in those relationships, you know, as they experience it. And so she was really bummed that she wasn't going to have that opportunity. Right. And, you know, I felt for her. I felt for her because we were never robbed of that chance. Right. And matter of fact, that made, you know, that's that's a big part of what made us who we are today and how we deal with each other. Exactly. You know, and she's being robbed of that. So let's say that 10, 20 years down the road, Roz encounters the same situation that we are in because of this span of time where she was, I'd hate to say deprived, but yeah, deprived of the opportunity to learn these social constructs, she uh, she's going to find experiencing something like that very difficult. And I felt for her because I thought that far ahead and I was like, oh man, I know it's kind of a stretch, but you never know. No, and, and this was her transition year too. Yeah. From elementary to middle. Oh, that's So big. that's, that's, that's huge, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you spent the first six, what is it, like the first? Yeah. Not, not the first six, but like from six, ages six to 12, in one place where you had one set of teachers, one set of friends, and they grew up with you. Right and now, you're going to be thrown into this other environment where there's twice as many pot. students. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's a melting pot of different people. Yeah, just like you said. And not only that, the mentalities are different because Rosalind happened to be born. In August, which means that she can join school a little bit earlier than most. So she's the youngest in her class. Yeah. yeah. So she, not only is she going to be the shortest, she's also technically a year behind as far as brain growth is concerned. Yeah. Now, maturity. Yeah, yeah. Maturity level. Now, Roslyn, we all know, yeah. both you and I yeah. know that's not the case. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good no, Lord. She's, she's, <laughs> she's reading at an eighth grade level. Yeah. She's smart as a whip. Yeah. Um, she's super mature. She's way ahead of her time. Way man. ahead of her time. <laughs> um, and she's always been like that. Yeah. I can call back a time when we were in the car and we were at a red light. Mm-hmm. And I was upset that I got stopped at a red light. Uh-huh. She was maybe like four or five years old. <laughs> she was like, well, you know, Dad, red lights happen. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't sure if she meant metaphorically, because <laughs> yeah. that's what it sounded like, or literally, or literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah she, she's way ahead. Yeah, but <laughs> that's think, just Rosalind in, in a nutshell. But you know what? I think even on a literal level, when we when we listen to that, we as adults already take it into like a metaphorical level. Right. We're like, wow, yeah, that was deep. <laughs> <laughs> but she said it with that depth. Yeah. The way that she said it. Yeah. She said it like an ancient Chinese yeah. warrior. I was like, thank you, Grasshopper. <laughs> I was like, what? Where Red did lights that come do from? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so so she she was pretty bummed about this whole situation. Yeah. And Gus and I talked about like what we could do to kind of bring her spirits up. Yeah. And uh we, we laid out a, a little bit of a plan, like to, to hang out with her friends and we wanted to like get together like some online situation where they could all hang out. Yeah. Like a zoom room or a something. zoom something. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, we're still working on that though, 
because turns out the school actually doesn't want them to have the rooms and that stuff. Did you know that? I didn't know yeah, that. No, they don't. Wow. They don't want them to have those little chat offside chat rooms. And so we got to set that up aside. Well, that begs the question. Why not? I don't know. It's weird. Well, I mean, if any of you listeners know about that, please enlighten us. Yeah. Like, let us know why this is not a thing, why it's not a thing. But what what we'll have to do is we'll have to create a Google Hangouts for them, and but then we'll have to get the email addresses from the parents, yeah. and all that. And that might be the reason because maybe the school doesn't want to give access mm-hmm. to these kids because the parents also have, you know, internet access, and I don't know. Maybe they don't want us. Yeah, I have no idea. As as I mean, I I can I guess it's I could say makes sense, but network still wise, stretch, network wise. I could see there being a problem. Yeah. But if you're a good person, <laughs> you're just not, you're not going to exploit that. Come on. Yeah. Um, but, anyway. Yeah. That's beside the point. That was one of the, one of the anecdotes. And then the other was boys, dude, oh, boys, 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 boys. Lovely. Oh, let's talk I, about this one. This, this okay. For you listeners out there that, uh, have a young female girl that's, you know, coming into her own. Yeah. Yeah. Boys, and, uh, boys, what do we do about this situation? Well, okay, so I remember reading a long, long time ago in the the age, the age of the early millennium, two thousands, <laughs> right? Y two K. I know back when Y two K was a thing. Um, by the way, the lights are still on. Computers are still going. It was yeah, a total lie. If no one's told you, it was a bunch of bullshit. Anyway, so I remember back in those days reading a, an article about how um, it was some, it was for a psychology class, I think. And, and there was a, an article about how daughters, when they are, I suppose, searching for a suitor, if you want to get that technical, um, tend to look for qualities that are matched in their fathers. Oh, so at that age or is it any age range? I, I assume it's any age range. Well, because even at the young age, I could see that because like they're super connected to dad, right? Yeah, yeah. Very young age. Yeah, and it's it's the and same. it switches over time, right? Yeah. It switches, and it's the same for the opposite. Like the little folks. boys look for qualities in the women that they're going to court, qualities that their mothers possess, and so. Well, I can tell you that didn't happen for me because <laughs> I definitely wash all the dishes, clean all the clothes, and do all the things that my mom used to do. Oh so. man, well, you see. <laughs> But those are I different circumstances. Anyway, yeah. so um, you know when when I when that's my my way the one way I comfort myself at night when I think oh my god boys and Roz and oh shit and then yeah. I say okay well at least I have this little nugget of knowledge that comforts me maybe this boy is a lot like Joe <laughs> maybe you know maybe we 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 as a family are safe oh you're screwed in this thought. But then again, I haven't known you that long, so we might be fucked. I don't know. No, no, no. (laughs) You've known me long enough to know the content of my character. And if you judge me otherwise, you wouldn't be sitting in that chair right in front of me talking. Exactly. Exactly. And he's sitting in this chair right in front of me talking because we do this podcast together. And I, I know this is during the COVID time, but we also have our little bubble and we take care of each other. Mm-hmm. And we make sure everyone's safe. Plus, yeah. I have an app that checks your temperature every five minutes that you don't know about. You see? You see? And I, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm sitting on it. It must be a rectal thing because I'm feeling kind of funny. I'm not going to lie. 
<laughs> See, he won't say it. He won't admit it because it's true. Anyway. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> Just deal with it. Take your temperature. <laughs> okay, so boys. Boys. What I want to say, like, when it comes to boys, like you were saying, you hope that it's someone like me. That's great. What I worry about is that she's so young. Mm-hmm. But then what I forget about is that I was so young. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had like my first kiss at, I don't know, like first grade, something like that. Bro. Yeah. Started young. I had mine when I got married. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. Uh, only because she's sitting here. <laughs> Jeez. I love you. So <laughs> this liar. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway. Um, but yeah, like first grade and, and then... My first real girlfriend that like was real, real, real girlfriend oh, yeah. was in sixth grade, and that's the year that she, that's Roslyn right now. Yeah. yeah, and so what I worried about due to COVID didn't happen, but what I worried about um, was her finding somebody and just like rolling into it like I did. Yeah. I mean, it was within like a couple of months yeah. of my first semester in sixth grade. Yeah. And we were together. You know, and, and you're right. You're right. Rolling into it at that young age is, is a dangerous proposition. And dare I play the, the devil's advocate in this? Yes. Yes, I dare. Um, how did we learn uh, you know, what was right for us and what was wrong for us? Right. And it was. It, it's not necessarily the fact that we can just straight out tell her, this is what is right and what is wrong, and you should stick to these parameters. Really, the true genesis of knowledge comes through experience. True. And so here's what my worry is. If she found a Joe, I broke that girl's heart in sixth grade year. <laughs> We're fucked. <laughs> That's my worry. Yeah, I, I get Linda it. Linda Steiner. Linda Steiner. Linda Steiner, if you're, Steiner, there, if, you're if you're listening. I am so sorry. He is that was an asshole. Um, um, here, here's the thing. I really did like her and I really did. Here's here's what what went down. Uh-oh. If she ever listens at some point in time, Mrs. Steiner, in the future, you are the one to blame. That's what he's going no, no, to No, 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 absolutely not. It was absolutely <laughs> my fault. Uh, because I listened to other people. I listened to uh, peer pressure. And that was the stupid thing for me. Asshole. Because she was so nice and she was so sweet and she we went and did a lot of things that I'd never done as a child. Like I'd I'd never gone to go and do all of those things by myself with somebody. Yeah. We went to like um Western Playland together and like they the, the parents dropped us off and like we did the whole park together. And wow. We had a lot of fun. And she was so great. She was so sweet. Um and the thing is I had a friend down the street and I think he might have been jealous of the fact that I even had a girlfriend and he didn't. Yeah. And he was a year older than me. And he was like, no, you need to break up with her, dude. That's You don't have to have one girlfriend. Just have more than one. You need to have a stable. That, that whole, <laughs> man, I'm a man and I'm going to be with a bunch of girls type of situation. Which, that's not me. That's not who I am. Yeah, yeah. I may have been like that in the college days, so don't judge me. But <laughs> at middle school, it shouldn't have been that way. And I should have, I probably would have been with her throughout the whole middle school era, all the way up until high school. Yeah. And, um, if I hadn't have broken up with her, but he actually made me pick up the phone and call her. He was standing right there and break up with her right then. And Fucked there. up. Yeah. Fucked up. Who was this? Who was this? Adam. 
Out him. <sighs> no, because he's like Troy. He's, he's turned. Troy. No, no, no. no. Troy, Troy, Troy came later. <laughs> Troy is my best friend. Tim. And Tim, it was not Tim. Tim. Um, this this guy, uh, he was a childhood friend. He's a great guy nowadays. He's a fantastic guy. I don't want to. I don't want out him because I like him so much mm. as a person who he is today. He may have been an ass when we were children, mm. but he's a good man. Mm. Not Sunny. Sunny was has been a good man all the way through. <laughs> so is Tim, and so is Troy. Mark. But, uh, no, his. Richard. Okay, so Richard. It could have been Richard. No. Oh my god. No, Richard was would have been great too. Uh, no, no, no. He's great. Oh, my God. Like I said, like he's a, a great guy, and I love him to death. I've known him since I was like four or five years old. Damn. But that's what happened. We were young. We were we were stupid. We were, it was just. You were like, learning. Yeah. Yeah. Never again did yeah. I ever do that ever again. Yeah. And I am so sorry, Linda, wherever you are out there. Anyway. Anyway. So. Flipping let's, that. Let's let's hope that doesn't. That's. I don't want that to happen. I just don't want her to have her heart broken like I broke Linda Steiner's heart. Yeah. But um, I guess flipping that over. I um, I, I played devil's advocate earlier, but that was, that was very morally ambiguous. Like I, I had no morals considering that scenario. I, it's not to say that I completely support Rosalind just going out there and saying hell with it. I'm going to experience whatever I can experience just to learn whatever I can learn. That's a move for college. <laughs> like if you're a junior <laughs> or senior in college, do that. But as young as she is, that is not a proper strategy. Right. So I set that up because I, I wanted to, I wanted listeners to understand like, okay, it's, it's good to, to protect your young yeah. and to prepare them for what's out there. Um, it's not a good strategy to just let them go and do whatever they want to do because right. they're so young, you know? Right. So with that said, um, there is that side of it. But on the other side, when you're trying to instruct or protect or educate your youngins with, you know, life experience. You should scare them. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm Absolutely. Just kidding. Lock them in the closet and say, this is what life is like. No, no but, don't do that. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Never, never. But um, no, honestly, like, have that. Yeah, you can scare them to a certain extent, but open also, communication. Be honest with them. Yes. Yeah. yeah and be that's frank, all it takes. Be frank with them. Talk so, to them about your experiences because that's what I do with Rosalind exactly, too. Yeah. I talk to her about my experiences and I tell her what I experienced during my life at her age. Yeah. And we as adults have the benefit of being outside of the box of our own experience because now we can look back on it and we can analyze it and we can say, look, this is what I did wrong in my experience. Not to say that she's going to have the exact same thing, but she can pick something out of that and use it for whatever experience she's going to go forward with. Right. You know? And that's what you hope, right? You hope that they, they, they pull that experience and they're like, all right, this is how I'm going to apply what my dad's just told me. Yeah. Or told me three weeks ago or three months ago or whatever. Exactly. And I think she, she has, she kind of has the, uh, the advantage. We hope that. We hope. All right. This is okay. So just a disclaimer, this is all based on hope. Right. (laughs) We, we don't know that for sure. And I think to a certain extent at the age, right at the age that she is, she's going to think of it as control regardless And as much as you try to tell her, like, hey, we're, 
we are not trying to control you in any way. That's that's what I'm talking about. The intrusive thing. Like, yeah, if we're not going to be like, we shouldn't be intrusive about it. Yeah, we should be nonchalant about it. Yeah. And it's like, well, this is what I did and this is how I did it. And and I'm not saying that everyone should go this route. Yeah. But it's not for everybody. But what I've learned from her is directly telling her you can or cannot do something. She's going to go and do it. Yeah. And that's any child. That's me if to somebody, this day. Yeah, if somebody told me I couldn't do it, I'm going to go and goddamn do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, what you do is you plant the seeds. Yeah. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah. You plant them. And then you say, this is this is the what happened. This is what I did. And this is what I yeah. went through. And it was so horrible. Yeah. And I don't want to ever live that ever again. Yeah. And you hope they take note. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Again, hope, like you said. Again, you're not going to control, and you can't. No. You just can't. Yeah. Just the way I look at it. Life is like a maze, right? Mm. Um, it's a maze built by scientists or one scientist or whatever, um, and there's cheese. Mm. If you go to the left, you get the cheese. If you go to the right, you get the trap. Yeah. All you can do is teach your children to take lefts when they should take lefts and take rights when they should take rights and go straight when they should go straight. That's the best that you can do. But you give, you leave the decision up to them. Yeah. And as long as you teach them well, yeah, they'll know, holy shit, I got to take a left here because over there doesn't look too good. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And I mean, you know, the, the way that I see it, you know, you have the... You have the rat with cheese experiment. But honestly, the, the one image I like to use is a wet bar of soap. And if you start to lecture directly at somebody and, and tell them this is what you do, this is what you don't do, it's like you're you're squeezing a wet bar of soap. What's going to happen? It's going to slip out of your hand eventually oh, yeah. as much as you try to control it. So, I mean, really the way I would, that I had approached her was just to explain this is the situation. What do you get from it? What do you see? These are the consequences I experienced, but you analyze it. What would you have done? And, you know, she can develop her own strategy. She can develop, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, whatever situation may come to her, at least now she knows that she can be open with me to the point that, you know, she can come to me with whatever problem she has. And then she says, well, explain this to me or what happened here, what I do wrong or whatever. It's called open communication. Yeah. And, and the best way to do that is by asking questions. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, like bringing it all the way back to what we're, you know, the, the whole hardcore topic of this is like when it comes to boys or any situation that seems to bother her with a weight that is just like impossible to bear. I mean, I, I, I think the only time I talked to you was about with the boy. The boy, and then we talked about the the sad, like her, the transition into. Oh yeah, all right. And so, I mean, it w- I would COVID situation, the yeah. COVID situation, right? But I, I'd say, for anybody that's facing that kind of a situation, the important thing is not. How can I? I don't want to say it's not communication. Of course, it's communication. But when you know two dads are talking to each other over one child, right? You have to be open and frank with that other dad and right. say, look, this is what's happening. And this is what's going on. Yeah, and we need to figure something out. Between the two of, of you, 
and, yeah. and, and I know for some people that might be hard. Yeah. But there's got to be some common ground because it's for the best interest of the child. Yeah. And that, and that's the other thing people are, or children are capable of playing one against the other. So that's why you got to be on the same page from the get go. Yeah. And that's why the communication needs to happen. So mm-hmm. um, sometimes when we're disciplining Roz, I'll give I'll give them a call and I'll be like, "Hey, Gus, Lex, she just got grounded." The thing about the computer, yeah, remember that? because yeah. she she poured she didn't mean to pour the whatever on, but she shouldn't have been drinking or eating anything near the near. computer to begin with because I had already told her. Yeah, and so she made the buttons all sticky because yeah. she spilled something on it and yeah. didn't tell anybody. Yeah. So those kinds of things, um, making sure that you're, you're all on the same page as far as discipline is concerned is super important. Yeah. Um, but also making sure you're on the same page as their growth. Yeah. That's important as well. So keep both on the upper echelon of the growth of your child. Yeah. So that's, and that's what we do. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think we're lucky because me and you get along really well with each right. other. And yet I'm sure there are people out there who don't get along. And it's like, well, how do I establish how do you do that? That consistency with somebody who I I, I possibly don't even like. Swallow your damn pride. Exactly. Exactly. And then talk to this person and say, look, I <laughs> I don't like you. I think you're a jerk or whatever. But here's the common ground that we have. Yeah. The common ground is what? Our, our daughter. Yes. And if we cannot settle whatever whatever irks us, she's going to be the one to suffer. Right. You know, and so I, again, I make it sound so easy, but. It does sound easy between the, the two of us and it's not hard and I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and Gus is not going to sit here and tell you that it's going to be easy, but yeah. there's that, there's going to be a point where you're just going to have to swallow your pride yeah. and just say, Hey, look, man, I'm reaching out to you. Here's my olive branch. I want to make sure our kid grows up right. Yeah. And that's it. It's that simple. It's all for the kid. And I mean, if it, if you, if you can't seem to not grasp, but if you can't seem to reach down deep enough to, to better your child that way, then you got to consider like, am am I in this, am I in this for the kid or am I in this for myself? Like you got to understand there's another little life that's looking up to you. Right. And they're going to grow up with, Whatever you feel toward them, whatever you feel toward whatever other family they may have. Exactly. And, you know, again, it is a very difficult thing, but you will find that if you love that child enough, you'll do exactly that. What needs to be done. pride and get it done. Yep. So that is our 59 minutes on... Holy Jesus, really? Rosalind. Holy shit. That was an (laughs) hour. That's okay. So what we're going to do... Is we're gonna move on to bad peeves, but I'm gonna pause for a second. Okay. So pet peeves. Pet peeves. So I so this this isn't a segment or anything, but this is gonna be what we're gonna talk about this episode. It's it's basically just like what bothers us about our significant others that, you know, like can we just let go, but you know, it just it still bothers us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, no doubt they're going to be on. They're going to do a takeover, a podcast takeover, and they're yeah. going to tell you about ours, I'm sure. <laughs> so, And that's completely okay. Yeah, yeah. But we are with them because we love them, and that's it's just that's that simple. Life. Yeah. That's life, yeah. But uh, I will say, I will start with 
this. Start this. Dish rinsing. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> so I have this, and it's just the way that I am. Like, I, I can't stand, like, and I will not wash a dish if they're dirty. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to do it. And in fact, it's become a rule in my home where if either Rosalind or Nicole leaves a dirty dish in the sink, they have to wash them. Yeah. Which is every time, which means I don't have to wash a dish. I I can't believe that has to be a rule. This should be like, uh, (laughs) what do they call it? Like a natural, natural law. It should be, but it it isn't. A lot of people don't. (laughs) Uh, I lived with several people that never rinsed their dish before they put it in the sink. They just put their, their dirty dishes in the sink. It was kind of a social experience. I mean, it, it actually became a point where there's like, I like to, like when I think about it, I like to think about it. Like, you know, those mixtapes that you'd hear, like on the, the infomercials, like yeah. music now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Music now five. Oh, yeah. Like what? what I call music. Yeah. yeah. What I call music five. Yeah. yeah. I, that's my dishes. <laughs> Butter on the knife. Number one, <laughs> you know, and there's that age old classic spaghetti Tupperware. Oh my God. And then what and a then, pain in the ass. And then there's the half cup of milk and water. Ugh. Number two. Oh, that's awful. And then oh. you get the remix. The, you get the remix version. Yeah. yeah. Where they bring in the guest, yes. the guest singers. Yeah. Coffee grounds oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> on everything. Oh no. What was it? A spaghetti string with. A side of bread. Oh, soggy oh, bread. Soggy bread. Oh my god. Anyway, I sound like such an old wife. Like I know, right? That. But you know, it's funny because it's funny we because we do. we can complain about it because we we do as as men. Yeah, we keep it to ourselves. Like, yeah, we have pet peeves, but I'm sure there's a number of us that wouldn't ever reveal it to our wives because we love them. I love right, you, baby. No, no. I actually, it's a rule in my house, so I did right. reveal it. By the way, yeah, there you go. Yeah. And I mean, I, and this is, I guess this is where I kind of draw the line, the difference between us, because I was raised to say like, if you want something done, you got to do it yourself. True. You don't complain. True. And if I had a pet peeve, it's because I was going to complain about something. And instead of complaining, just do it, get it out of your, I get could. it out of your line of sight. Why I, are you going to complain about it? Waste well, time. I, and so here's here's my response to that. I did that for like the first five years of our relationship. <laughs> Only up until the five, last few years. Five years holds its toll. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get it. I started saying, you know what? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You are going to pick up your shit. Yeah. And rinse it. Yeah. I don't care that's, if it's- that's, Spaghetti with soggy bread and milk all over it, and that's that's what it came down to. Because like ultimately, like I had no problem washing the dishes, yeah. vacuuming the floors, cleaning yeah. the house. We all did that collectively together. However, me as a person, I would never leave a dirty dish in the sink. I just didn't do that. Yeah, yeah, because you you respected you know that's how I was brought up. You didn't want anybody to have that pet peeve about you. No, I didn't want to get the belt. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, that, and that's that what was, it came down to. It was yeah. like, hold on, hit. <laughs> did you just put a dirty knife in the sink? No, no. Did you just do that? Here I am scrubbing. No, ma'am, I did not. <laughs> it is clean. I do not need the belt. <laughs> now, I'll give you kids a hint if kids are listening. I'm just kidding. Yeah. But I did hide a book 
in the back mm. of my pants once when getting spanked and my mom oh. hit the book instead almost broke her hand did she ever find yeah. out about that no no she did she it oh, almost broke wow. her hand so yeah that was really bad don't yeah. do that just don't do it i'm sure she thought god my son has a really square booty yeah what is up with that? She didn't see it. I had the shirt over it. She had no idea what was going on. Copy of War and Peace really yeah, came in dude. handy. Hey, it was Catcher in the Rye. Oh, Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It wow. was not. I was not that smart, that little. Um, it was something like a dinosaur book. I, I don't even know. Oh, man. But I will say this. <laughs> um, dishwashing came from that, from my mom. She's she's very, she's very, oh, she's clean. Yeah. Like, yeah. You walk into her house, you take your shoes off. Yeah. Rinse your damn dishes. So I grew up in that household and um, it's kind of stuck with me through the years. And uh, I just, that's one of the things that bothers me about it. Yeah. You know, the other thing, I, I, I just don't know. Like, really, that's pretty much like the only thing other than maybe measuring stuff but that's just because nicole's just not good at measuring things yeah. but that's not a pet peeve it's just she doesn't she can't judge distance as well as i can and that's because i'm a graphic designer dude like i i see things and i'm like oh yeah that's like 12 feet away and i'll be within a foot or even half of a foot i totally suck whereas, at that. yeah whereas she would be like oh that's only like five feet away and it's really more like 20 feet away <laughs> but she may need glasses <laughs> No, it's just, it, that's different. Like my mind works on a different level and yeah. I don't fault her for that. Yeah. Um, as far as the rinsing the dishes though, that, that's a, that, that's the biggest pet peeve. That's a big thing. Yeah. How about you? I, you know, I'm the kind of person, I think I, you know, I prefaced it earlier by saying like a lot of the things that bother me. I won't reveal or my mind will block them out because I just end up doing it myself. Yeah, but here's the chance to be honest. Oh, my chance to be In honest. In front of her. She's right here. She's waving just at me. It. I would like to know about yeah, because they're going to say it about us regardless. And I'll tell you, I will tell you what, mm. what Nicole's mm. is. I will tell you what Nicole's is because I know. She farts really loudly. I mean, really, what were we talking about earlier? Like it goes okay, through so, the Hold on. Yeah. I fart so hard. <laughs> I fart so hard. It goes straight through the mattress <laughs> to the floor. Oh it, my God. it wakes people up. It's like when it was like, it's, it just vibrates. It's, <laughs> it's just loud. And the whole shh thing at the end is the, the sheets settling. The sheets settling. And that might be one of them. One of hers. Oh, I, I will tell I will tell you that might be one of anyway. Nicole's for me. Anyway. But go ahead. No, no, I kid. I kid, really. No, she's she's very she's very silent and Oh, you want to be perfect? No, 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 no. She's very Pet silent, silent and courteous when it comes to that. No, even but even when she's gonna she listen to it later. She's gonna listen to it. She already saw the the timestamp on we're going to talk about this. That's what she's going to fast forward to as yeah. soon as we post it. <laughs> she's checking. <laughs> um, oh, God. No, babe. Where are you? Come here. Come here. You're standing by the door. I know you're standing by the door. You might as well just come in here and listen. All right. So my pet peeve is when, when you drink and you leave me to 
absolutely shut everything down. Like the whole house, the whole house. And okay. So, all right. I I don't mind locking a few doors, turning off some lights. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is Halloween party. Oh yeah. 2018. Pass out. Oh boy. Let me tell you, let me tell you. Right. So we, we, we like to host parties. We like to have people over. Yeah. This is pre-COVID times, of course. So, you know, we like to have people over. We like to entertain and have our buddies and then whatnot. And, uh, you know, it was a big bash. We had, we had 15, 20 people yeah. there easy. All costumed up. Things were going great. People were having a good time. We're having fun. Somebody started passing around the pen. Might I, might I mention the name? I will not. But this particular pen had a very, very strong. Potent. Potent. Potent, uh, uh, how, how would I formula. say? Formula. Formula stashed within. And, uh, of course, I, I get the peer pressure. Come on, Gus. You'll be all right. It's okay. Just just don't don't take the hit too hard. Uh, of course, this was after I had already taken it. Of course, so I'm taking a man-sized hit. I thought, oh, yeah, and then he tells me this. I thought, oh, you could have told me this a few minutes ago. Anyway, so my wife did the same thing. Only thing is, is that she she hadn't had anything to eat that day, so it really hit her hard. And then that aside from the alcohol we had at the party, she was done. It was it must have been eight thirty nine o'clock, done, donezo, donezo. Like she was literally sitting on the couch, head in hands, saying, "I can't do this." I said, "Okay, I'll take upstairs." Took upstairs, said, "All right, take a nap. You'll be all right. Sleep it off." So then. She goes upstairs and I come back down and I am, I am seriously, my head is spinning because I took the same thing that she took and I am just like, what the hell? So I'm leaning on counters, listening to people. I'm leaning on the door like, oh my God, if I, if I didn't have anything to lean on, it would have been straight flat in the ground. And so um, that night lasted until three in the morning. So from then to three in the morning, I had to run around, entertain and then at the end of the party, I had to clean up. 15 to 20 people leaves quite a mess outside and inside the house. Yep. And so there I am, stashing things away, cleaning up. And I mean, this sounds like an isolated incident. It's happened a couple more times. But I don't tell her because, again, I'm that kind of guy that <laughs> if something bothers me, I'm not going to complain about it. Because You're going to get shit done. Complaining is a waste of time. I'm just going to do it, get it done, get it out of the way. Wait till your fifth year, sixth year. (laughs) (laughs) And then it'll come out. Yeah. But then you're going to be like, wait. Yeah. Rinse the damn fucking dishes. (laughs) Get your ass up. Get that fucking soggy bread out of the sink. Get your ass up and rinse those dishes. Oh, my God. No, no. So I have a feeling that your pet peeve is Nicole's pet peeve for me. Because... Oh no. Uh, Lex and I are a lot the same. <laughs> Cuz I was going to tell this story too. Uh-huh. The same exact story. <laughs> That's exactly. Uh-huh. I was going to tell the same exact story but it was going to be from Nicole's point of view cuz I was going to say <laughs> Nicole has to clean things up when I pass out. Yeah. Yeah. And that 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 actually does happen. Yeah. Quite a bit. It's happened more than once and we've been together for almost 10 years. And I know she doesn't want me to say that. It's been eight years in her mind, nine years in mine, because I count dating. Yeah. But that's beside the point. Um, We're getting close to 10 years. Yeah. And uh, I will say that that is one of her pet peeves of this guy right here is 
I pass out and I leave her to host the party. And I've done that several times. One of the things. Yeah. The other thing may be that I don't brush my teeth enough. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And, oh, and that's just so because I pass out. I, I once and really. And that happens. Quick digression. Um, really quick. I dated an orthodontist before I met my wife. Yeah. And. She was big, big th- on that. Thankfully, she she fixed my teeth. I was horrendous at before that, but um, yeah, very big on brushing the teeth. Like it yeah. was, it wasn't a pet peeve. It was like a, it was like an OCD thing. Yeah. So, so I'll do anyway. it. I'll do it in the mornings mostly. Um, at night, it's harder for me. It doesn't mean that I go like months <laughs> without it. <laughs> yeah. But I would say like four times a week, maybe five times a week, if not seven. There's those once a day. Yeah. Yeah. At least. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I could say that would be one of them, but also exactly me leaving (laughs) her to host the party. She (laughs) have done that several times. One time, one time, Uh, I mean, I just, it was like nine o'clock and they were still, everyone's still here. Oh yeah. Party was just starting. Yeah. 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 And this is years ago. Mm. (laughs) Deuces. (laughs) I don't know what happened, but anyway, uh, I digress. Those I think would be the pet peeves for her on me yeah. and the farts yeah. that are super loud, but that's a pet peeve <laughs> from me for any girl I've ever dated in life. I'm sure I've woken up many oh, a girl story in this. my life oh my God. being so loud, but wow. I will say this. They do not smell. Mm. They do not smell bad mm. at all. Mm. They will lift this. They mm. will lift the sheets. The sheets only because they're so powerful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my hashtag was Pooter. My name was Pooter. Uh, but yes. So I suppose that drinking, drinking is a big pet peeve because it leads to those things that really bother us. For me and it Nicole, bothers, anyway. yeah. Oh. For people like you that that probably. Don't like to party. What? No, no, no. Come on. Come on. Loser. Should I say? Should no, I even no, bring it kidding. up? Yeah. yeah. Bachelor party? Oh, my oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. We we ended our night pretty late. It was nice. Yeah. It was very nice. And uh, it was a great bachelor party. I love it. But we will we we will have to end this on that note, yes, right? Yes. Yes. Sorry, people out in podcast land. That is, um, you know, we love to talk. What we do. Say? Yeah. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Yes, thank please. you for listening to our woes and thank you for listening to our advice because we have a lot to give. And if you really, truly want to help yourself help yourself, then you want to listen to this podcast. And um, if not, if you can just find some entertainment in it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, of course. And I, I, you know, I invite or we invite really anybody that may you know listen to this and may have some knowledge to impart absolutely you know we we don't we don't uh, preach to know everything exactly we certainly love to learn so if you have any advice or any situation or scenario that you'd like for us to introduce or just talk to us about reach us at reach us at dad joke show at gmail.com now that's dad joke show with one s one s one s um, and yeah, check us out at Dad Jokes Cast on Instagram and Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, we're still we're still riffing yeah. together. The love is there. Yeah. 
You can also listen to this podcast on Anchor.fm, and they have every single platform that you can listen to from there. But you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all, all, oh, yeah. of, the, all of them. We finally got into the Apple thing. Yes, we did. They've yeah, allowed us Actually, in. a day after we dropped our episode, oh, look at that. we were already on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> so um, you can listen to us pretty much anywhere and everywhere, and we appreciate your listens, and we thank you so much for listening. We love you. And always remember, beers to you. Cheers.